0: You're listening to the Northwestern Campus Ministry podcast from Northwestern College in Orange City, Iowa. Northwestern Campus Ministry exists
1: to send students out as those rooted, built up, and established in Christ for God's glory and for the sake of the world. Thanks for listening and enjoy this recent message from our Christian Formation Program.
0: Hey, uh, we are so privileged and blessed to have a Compassion International speaker with us this morning, Jason Earls. Uh, Jason comes to us from Dallas, Texas. It's a little warmer there, he informs me apparently. Uh, he originally grew up on the eastern shore of Virginia, has six children, is married to his wife, Terry. Um, he, uh A friend of mine from Seattle actually tipped me off to Jason. He was once voted Seattle's favorite comedian. He's traveled across the country and across the globe. He's here today, uh, going to do some comedy with us, going to bring a word from the Lord as a compassion speaker. And so in just a moment, we're going to welcome him to stage, but... Before we welcome him, has anybody gone into a day where your day didn't meet anything like you expected it, where a curveball was thrown your way? Okay, and I, I, I got Jason's permission, and we're gonna minister to Jason here a second before he comes up. Jason texted me this morning about three hours ago, one of their dear childhood or lifelong friends, Miss Juanita, who is the, the children's director at their church, uh, passed away this morning, a dear friend of, of Jason's. And so can you imagine Jason's coming up here to do comedy, he's coming up here to, to bring a word and that's the news he got just a couple hours ago. And we're called as a family of God to grieve with those who grieve, right? And rejoice with those who rejoice. And so for Jason, he's carrying both those things. Let's pray together and then we'll welcome him up, okay? Okay. God, we do thank you for um, our brother Jason and his courage uh, to continue to stay faithful to what he's called to. But God, we do recognize that we don't hold tomorrow. We recognize the frailties of this reality. We recognize that for many of us, we carry grief and loss that comes in so many different shapes and forms. And for the Earls family and for that church family down there in Dallas, Miss Juanita's family. God, we just pray that the comforting, loving embrace of you would just surround them. In this next 30 minutes, God, I just pray that you would hold Jason up, that he's to speak uh, to us what you've laid on his heart. And so God, we just commit our, our brother to you. Uh, would you bless him and keep him as he shares? And so all God's people said, amen. As we continue to pray for Jason, would you also join me in welcoming him to the stage? How y'all feeling? Cool. Wow. Some of
1: y'all, why y'all, y'all are acting like somebody just died or something. Relax. Calm down. Wow. Yo, uh, give it up for the United Nations up here. Like, wow, that's pretty awesome. I, like a, I don't know. What's, it looks like the United Nations office. Cool. Okay. Maybe not to y'all. I was like, wow, what did I do? Cool. Oh, another one over there. Oh, what's up, y'all? And give it up for the... um for the college's decorating committee. Like, they just quit. Like, you know what? Like, y'all need to make a decision. Even turn the lights on on, or take the tree down. I don't know. Like, this is a little weird for me. Like, wow, that's so sad. Christmas is gone. Huh. That's ridiculous. Yo. And, uh, dude, appreciate you praying for me. I Like, man, I did get some devastating news, and he was like, don't worry about it. Um, most of our students here are black. And I walk down, like, oh, he meant they have my back. You know, that's. Just looking for my brothers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cool. What's up, balcony? Cool. Awesome. You, yeah, I see who was on time for chapel. That is awesome. Cool. Okay, maybe not. Y'all just want to sit up there. That's the smoking section. That's what it looks like, you know, like. (laughs) I got in last night. uh, I live in Dallas, Texas, man, and Dallas is busy. So I kind of know the the framework of Dallas. I got in last night. It's like, you know what? The football game is on. we to watch some football, and then I will go out and watch, go get something to eat around uh, 1030. (laughs) I was like, wow, they yeah like man what happened to the restaurants they shut down like they got a curfew or something never mind anyway I probably should tell some jokes right so uh um so I I'm married my wife and I we just celebrated 21 years of marriage cool thanks so much and God has blessed our marriage with six kids what happened to the applause? Wow! Like wow! Yeah. <laughs> no. So i like, whoa, oh, what? I don't know if they explain how this happens to y'all, but I'm married. Sex is okay in God's eyesight. He you know, He created for marriage. Did they explain that to y'all? Y'all like, oh. <laughs> sex kids. Oh. My kids are cute, but they're also embarrassing. My daughter graduated from kindergarten. First of all, I don't understand why they have kindergarten graduations. It's like you can count to 100, can read a little bit. So tell your parents to send in $76 for a cap and gown. That is a gimmick. (laughs) And so my daughter graduated from kindergarten. We went to the graduation. It was in a large auditorium like this, a lot of people. And my cute daughter got up and said, my name is Alicia Earls. And when I grow up, I want to be on The Biggest Loser. I have failed you as a father. That's... <laughs> so I got these six kids and my son, my, my oldest, when he was five, I, I took him on the road with me and I was I was teaching my son this. I was like, listen, dad is the same everywhere because, you know, I got a you know, couple of movies and got a TV show. And I'm like, man, I don't want my son to think that dad is just this conceited dude or this prideful guy. So I'm like, man, you act everywhere, the same place you go. Everywhere you go, you treat everybody the same. So I brought him on stage unrehearsed. Mistake number one. I was speaking at a church and doing comedy this Sunday morning, and I was talking about purpose and said, everybody has a purpose. And I brought my son out. He doesn't even know I'm going to say this to to him, y'all. But let's see what he says, because every single person on earth has a God-given purpose. So here comes my little son, five years old. I said, Aaron, say hi to everybody. Hi. I said, Aaron, have we ever talked about purpose and what you want to do when you grow up? He was like, no. I said, so Aaron, what is it that you want to do when you grow up? He said, well, in front of 5,000 people on a Sunday morning. He says, well, my favorite countries to study are Korea and Ghana, and when I grow up, I'm going to put them together, create my own country, and I'm going to name it gonorrhea. Uh, I was like, I'm never coming back here anymore. Like, this is... And everybody started laughing. I was embarrassed. And I'm like, man, this is career suicide. So I'm like, okay, thank you. And it was an old man on the front row. He was like, ha-ha, been there before. I was like, oh, my goodness. Some of y'all scared to laugh. You're like... "Mm -hmm." You better laugh. Let your laugh out. You're going to pass gas and nobody, (laughs) you know. That's cool. Some people don't like when I tell that joke. They're like, you said gonorrhea in church. i like, some people got gonorrhea in church. They're like, no, now we got to teach our kids about what gonorrhea is. i like, no, just tell them it's a disease that you get when you don't listen to the Lord. Don't read your Bible. You get gonorrhea. Ah! Just... <laughs> Some of y'all are really nervous right now. Like, we never heard that in chapel. Uh, like I said, my kids are really cute. Their names are Aaron, Alexandria, Alicia, Andrew, Akeem, and Anaya. That's my first time making straight A's. <laughs> Take y'all time with that joke, man. It's cool. In fact, I brought a picture of my kids. Want to see them? Check them out, boom. Oh, yeah, cool. (laughs) Y'all like, wow, all of them are cute. It's pretty cool. That's my favorite picture. That's an older picture, let me say that. That's an older picture of my family, but it's it's one of my favorite pictures. I show this picture all over the world. Whenever I go, even if I go to a third world country that they don't have any Wi-Fi, I print this picture all before I go to a village to show people my family, and this is one of the pictures I show. It's It's a symbol of my family, that's why I like it. See how everybody's neat and clean um, and happy? I show this because, man, my wife is always supporting us. We wouldn't be the same without her. She's always sacrificing herself for me. Like, she's like, you travel, I'll stay at home with the kids. She actually sacrificed herself for this picture. She's in the back holding up the baby. (laughs) I know, because some of y'all are like, how's that baby standing up like that, wow! She's got a strong right arm. She should play softball or arm wrestle. You know That's, that's the older picture. Then I was like, I need a more up-to-date picture, so I took this one. Yep. And I uh, see the baby. She is gangster. She will cut you, man. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> She's like, you better subscribe to my daddy's YouTube page. You know what I'm saying? And then I realized, like, that's still an older picture. And this past Thanksgiving, we went outside before we ate and took a picture. Check this one out. I love it. Yeah. She. and And uh, I love doing fun stuff with my family. My family, we have a lot of fun. And uh, I do a lot of videos. That's why I say, hey, subscribe to my YouTube page, TikTok, Instagram, you know. And uh, I did I did this on Thanksgiving. Check this out. Check this out. I don't know if you got it, Isaac. Check this out. Oh, That's my squad right there.
0: Ready or not, here I come. Look at my son the hide. white.
1: He's like dying laughing.
0: Gonna find you <laughs> and take it slowly. Ready or not, uh-huh. here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you.
1: Hey. And make <laughs> That's green, right? Oh go! Hey, has- hey, hey, hey! Oh sorry, I just get hype. I love my family, man. I just love that. Ready or not? I just made that tonight for y'all uh, last night for y'all. I was like, I gotta show him this. This is my favorite uh IG um Instagram, whatever reel that I made. Cool, somebody's buzzing me. I gotta see who that is. Oh oh, snap. oh, I forgot to call him back. Anyway, uh I got the black iPhone. Shout to my people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cool, yeah, I'm checking my phone because I got to check on my family to make sure everything's cool. Um, yeah, so, man, so my family is, I love them. Uh, and, and I got to tell y'all this. I never thought I'd have a good family uh, because of my past. Now, I was born and raised in church. And for everybody who comes to the comedy show tonight, I'll tell you a little bit more about kind of how I grew up. But I grew up in a preacher's house. My dad is a pastor. My granddad is a pastor. Most of my uncles are pastors. Even my dog is a pastor. We call him the Reverend Jermon Shepherd. And uh, his best friend's name is Bernard. He's a saint. I ain't going to finish all these jokes. I'm not going. So I grew up in, in church. and That's why I, I was excited to be here and in chapel. Because I thought, for real, this is a lot that I believe. There is no way you can be a Christian and have swagger. Have some drippage. I really thought, like, if I'm gonna sell out for Jesus, I, I can't be cool and being a Christian. Because it was some dudes in our church who they were the only non married grown dudes who were like in their 20s, and I was like 13, and all of the, they wore skinny jeans before skinny jeans was a thing. Like, their pants was just tight. And they were like, You should be like them. Like, they're single because nobody wants to marry them, mama. Like, nobody wants to be like them. So I just brought into this lot. Church was boring when I grew up. So I made sure when I had kids, learning and walking with Jesus would be fun. In fact, I make up songs. Y'all can see, we do, we do a lot of stuff. So one of the songs I made up is teaching my kids how to love God in everything that they do. It goes like this. The Lord loves you and you must love them in all that you do. Check it out. The Lord loves you. Tell me how you love, oh man, all that you do. Well, I love the Lord when I'm riding my bike. I pray all day and not just at night. Oh, the Lord loves you. and you were, so, so the neighborhood kids saw us. They were like, yo, we didn't know learning about Jesus can be so much fun. Can we come? We were like, yeah, Matthew 28. The neighborhood girls came like, the Lord loves you. And you must love on with all that you. This they did. The Lord loves you. Tell me how you love with all that you do, like ah, ah, ah. Jesus and a booty hop don't go together, baby. You are not gonna be twerking for Jesus up in here. <laughs> it's fun, man. Um, gotta catch my breath. I'm out of shape. <sighs> Uh, so, so, so I walked with Jesus up until round about middle school And I was, I was really good at being phony I was really good at being fake Oh, I was so good I would go to Sunday school In the church Anybody still do Sunday school at your church back home? Anybody go to church? <laughs> yeah. Okay, how many of y'all have never been to a comedy show ever in your life? Round of applause Round of applause if you've never been to a comedy show. Okay, she's raising her hand. I said round of applause. Like... Yo, at a comedy show, you typically, like, there's a response. I tell a joke, and you like it, you laugh out loud. <laughs> or not, like, <laughs> I'll take that. Y'all, one, one old lady told me this. She's like, son, you, were, you had me laughing so hard, tears were running down my legs. Like, oh snap! She peed on herself. That's what. <laughs> that's what that was. So, uh, so when I got to college, I brought into a lot of lies. Like, I was a clean guy because you know, I didn't do a lot of dirt at home. Well, when I did, I hit it because my dad had this thing. What do you call it? A belt. Yeah. So I get in trouble. Wow, that was a strong call. Did y'all hear that call? <laughs> wow, who, who was that? Like, oh, well, what's your name, man? Legion. Ah. <laughs> that's a that's a Bible joke. I, I got a lot of. <laughs> you got it. Hey, I got a lot of Bible jokes. Share with them with you tonight. Got to come to the show. Uh, so I started doing this thing. What do you call it? Uh, you know that thing? Um, weed, smoking weed. I started smoking weed. Anybody smoke weed in here? Don't 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 do that. Don't Don't clap, don't clap. We're gonna have you down to chapel. And when I fall on fall on my knees, with my head lifted high. Oh God. So I grew up in this Christian home, got to college, and I just like, you know what? Everything that I desired to do that I didn't do because my parents had strict rules, I'm gonna do in college. And then what made it worse? some of the stuff they didn't talk about at the crib, I'm sorry, at the house back at home, okay? <laughs> so they didn't talk about this stuff at the crib, so when I got to college, when people started giving me lies about stuff, I started believing it, like, okay. They were like, Jason, you funny, man. I'm like, thanks, yeah, I know it, because I was, I was drum major in the band in college. You know, I didn't even have to buy any alcohol because everybody bought it from me because I go to a party and I would make everybody laugh. So one day, somebody's like, dude, if you smoked weed, you would be really funny. I'm like, for real? I'm like, ah, no. And then they said, well, man, weed is from the earth. You know what I'm saying? If God didn't want you to smoke it, he wouldn't have put it here. I know some of y'all heard that. Y'all like, that's right. Amen. No, don't amen that. Do not amen that. Don't. Somebody like, about time they said something I agree with in chapel. No, 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 no. But I was like you. I believed that crap. Oh, can I say crap in chapel? Sorry. <laughs> so I believed that crap. And I started smoking weed. The Christian dude who really loved Jesus as a young teenager started smoking weed. And I smoked weed a lot. In fact, Legion. <laughs> um, so, so it led me down to this path. And then this thing started happening. I started Trying to justify all my wrong. And one day I was like, "Uh, yeah, weed from the earth. So I'm going to pray over my weed just like I do my food. I'm dead serious, y'all. I'm like, Lord, thank you for this weed I'm about to receive. Use it to speak to me. I'm not lying, y'all. And y'all, then one day I, I started telling my brother. My brother who lived at home, he didn't go to my college. I was like, dude, you can smoke weed. He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, you can't. It's natural. It's from the earth. You know, and he was like, dude, shut up. I was like, dude, I, no, I don't like do it just to do stupid stuff. I do it and I pray over it. So then we went to church and the pastor was preaching in church, y'all, for real. This dude said, you got some Christians right here in the church that smoke weed. I was like. <laughs> I was like. And I looked at my brother, i like, did you tell him? He was like, <laughs> And then he was like, they'd be right here, Christians who believe in Jesus. He's like, they'd be rolling the blunt. And I was like, how he know how to roll a blunt? <laughs> and then something happened. I realized, like, man, I was, I was sinning against God, making excuses to do it. And I went up, and I prayed one of the most realest prayers I ever prayed. I was like, Lord, help me. God, please help me. I do wrong Ask you to forgive me knowing that I'm going to go back and do it again. Please help me to stop doing this stuff. Because God, I like doing it. I do, Lord. I, I say forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. I know I'm going to go back and do it again. Please put it inside me to want to do what's right. Help me not to do that. Because two things. I can give up drinking because dudes get drunk and throw up. That's stupid. But I like weed and sex. Why y'all so awkward right now? Like, <laughs> I can't be real, I can't be real with y'all. So, um, so I'm like, Lord, I need you to teach me why not to do this stuff. And then Lord, just put them all like, dude, that's real easy. Like smoke weed, like why? Everything from the earth is not good. If everything for the earth was meant for your consumption, smoke some poison ivy and see what happened. My neck itched, so I stopped. (laughs) Yeah, I got delivered. I just repented. Boom. Nobody's clapping because I stopped smoking weed. Y'all like, okay, cool. No, too late, too late, too late, too late. Some of y'all ain't clapping. Like, dang, he got in my business today. (laughs) Tell some more jokes, comedian. All right, I'll 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 get out y'all way again because I'll I'll be doing a show tonight somewhere on campus uh, before they close. share two more things with y'all and then we'll just hang out. Uh, Is that cool? Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. That was awkward. What messes me up, y'all, for real, this, I'm blown away. When I walked out this morning, I was like, man, I can't believe I'm this guy that get to come and speak to chapel students. I never thought that I would be traveling the world making people laugh. But something happened one day at my dad's church. I was in college, was struggling. I could just stopped smoking weed, so I was trying to find out what else I could do to have fun besides play Uno. <laughs> and I knew that I was, you know, I wasn't good at everything, but I knew I was good at making people laugh. And at my dad's church, they were doing this um, anniversary, and they had this big thing, these four words, four words up on, up just like this. They had it up but uh, beside the, the organ in my church. And it, these four words just rung out. They stayed up there for a month. It said, occupy till I come. Watch this. That's what it said. So for a month, after smoking weed, this is what I I saw every single Sunday, every single Wednesday. It's like, what does that mean? And there's a story that Jesus, a parable that Jesus tells about these guys. He was about this guy who was becoming, coming into his own kingdom, becoming his ruler. And to set it up, he gave these dudes a talent, a pound. And he said, occupy.com, make most of it. Use what you got. And I'm like, I don't got much. What I really got is the ability to laugh, make people laugh. And I felt compelled to give God my best, my ability to make people laugh, that bottle of perfume. And I started realizing that I indeed had this ability to make people laugh. And I started doing comedy at church, at my church. Then somebody came to my church and saw me then I started going and getting invited places I've been to several countries making people laugh now. I'm in Iowa Orange City. My career is going down <laughs> Wow But it's what I do I, I Wish I would have had a comedian come to me when I was in college that loved Jesus and could show me how to do this so now, I didn't have that, but you got it now. So whatever it is, use what you got. But make sure it's the right gift, right talent. If you can't read, don't volunteer to read the scripture in church. Especially if you can't pronounce biblical words like hypocrisy. One guy got up said, abstain from hypocrispy. another guy got up to read like this uh, John chapter 3, John chapter 3 reads like this there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night and said Rabbi, this dude got up and said there was a man of the Frequencies who was on narcotics who came to Jesus by night and said Rabbit, that's right the Frequencies and the seduces. Listen, there's no more influential group with teenagers than you all. College students can influence some teenagers. When you go back home and even here, make sure you influence and encourage each other right. Like, make sure that other teenagers know how to read the scripture. I went to one church and I did a youth service. Like, this one, when the teenagers came and they took over the big church, this large church. And the teenager got up to read the scripture and said, he came for the Jews and the genitals. <laughs> I was like, shoot everybody. Shoot the whole shoot the youth pastor the family they knew that kid couldn't read and put him up and saying that in front of now i'm in church dying laughing i don't care i'm gonna laugh if it's funny you can say what you want to judge me <laughs> oh he snorted that is awesome don't cover that up like, that was that a snort or a fart i don't know what that was like, oh cool So this comedy thing has taken me all over the place. In particular, uh, one, one of my favorite trips I went to, I went to the country of Nicaragua. And um, what's crazy is my son, my, the one that was laughing, uh, he came to me when he was little and said, Dad, when I grow up, he said, when I die, and I go to heaven, I want to come back as a Mexican. I was like, what? That theology is all jacked up. But, <laughs> But I was like, I didn't want to like start just, you know, shooting holes in his theology. I was like, what? why? He was like, so I can speak Spanish. I was like, bro, you can do that now, right? But I realized his best friend uh, at at their house, they only spoke Spanish. So when we went, we told their grandmother, she laughed, she laughed, she was like, I'll teach them Spanish. And, um. So she started teaching him Spanish every, every year. Well, I got a call from my friends at Compassion, and ad, they asked me, that I want to tra- take a trip to Nicaragua? I was like, yeah. That's my son's, my, my 14-year-old, when he was little, that was his favorite country. I'm like, I'm going to take him. Come to find out, his Spanish tutor had been praying for him every, every Spanish lesson that God would raise him up as she teaches him Spanish that he would learn Spanish and go back to her native country of Nicaragua where her and her husband had been ostracized because he was a pastor and the government was preventing him to pastor so they had to flee the country. And now my son has been praying that and I didn't know and I'm taking him to Nicaragua. Anyway, um, I don't know if you know Spanish. The Spanish word for black is what? What you call me? It's Negro, right? So we go... We go to Nicaragua and we're going through this village. Now, I told you I have six kids, I actually have seven. We adopted uh, or sponsored a kid. We're sponsoring a kid in Nicaragua. His name is Fredman. And so, so Fredman, I was walking through the village. Fredman came out of the house and said, oh, Santa Claus Negro, Santa Claus Negros. No Chimonia, no Chimonia, Ponzon, Ponzon. I was like, I don't know Spanish, but he just said, black Santa Claus, So fat he don't need a chimney. I know that's what he said But what I learned we went to Fredman's house and Fredman who lived in his his house was the size of my master bedroom in Texas But Fredman did something we were sponsoring him he gave us gifts and I was like whoa that's like my comedy. Fredman didn't have much, but he gave what he had and Fredman impacted me and still impacts me to this day. And that's what compassion is about. How can you impact these kids and how these kids can impact you? So what I what I didn't realize was when you sponsor a kid with compassion, it's not just about giving a kid a financial uh, uplift. That's part of it. But also... Little Fredman would write us letters and little Fredman would pray for me. Guess what? I travel the world. Fredman's in Nicaragua with a small bedroom that's the size of my bathroom and he's impacting all over the world simply because I started a sponsorship relationship with him. You talk about impact. You talk about selfless. Me and my family's selflessness in deciding to sponsor a kid allowed us to impact all over the world. So what? We're going to laugh some more tonight at the comedy show, but I want to give you all an opportunity. i got some friends in the back who've got some kids that you can sponsor. If you are interested, have, have the remotest interest in sponsoring a kid, just raise your hand, and they're going to give you a pack. Of, and just, just hold one. Not, we're not trying to twist your arm, but if you want to, like, interested. What's up? I saw a hand back there and it went down. I don't know if she got tears running down her legs or what. But if, you, if this is an idea for you, something that you might be interested in, I know some college students decide to sponsor kids. And uh, there's one hand right there. Oh, well, that's a finger. Oh, okay. She's like, sh- okay, I don't know. United Nations, what about y'all? Uh, <laughs> what I thought about, like, you can sponsor a kid and you can call your parents and say, hey, mom, I got a kid. So if you got a kid, I just want you to look at the picture and just take a look at it. And uh, we're going to get ready to dismiss out of chapel. And uh, if you sponsor a kid, we're going to hook you up with a free T-shirt just saying thanks. And um, we're going to do that. I'm over time. Sorry, guys. I was in an emotional state. Um, But listen, if you got a package, we want you to take the package out. Um, And there are two sides that we need you to fill out. All your information, that, that's the envelope. Fill out this side, this side, and then don't, don't leave out of here until you fill it out. And once you fill it out, go to the back table so we can hook you up with a t-shirt and um, maybe we'll get you to skip line in the cafeteria. Yo, my name is Jason Earls. Thanks so much for our time to bring you back up, bro. Appreciate it. God bless y'all.